0: And we are live for the forty-fourth episode of the Bronx Bomber Ball podcast. I'm your host Matt Luz Luigi, and tonight I'm with Andrew. Andrew, what up? What's going on, man? Nothing much. Nothing much. Just, just another day. You know, it was normal week of Yankee baseball until until Saturday night when it wasn't, and. Andrew, did, I, I know you, you, you're a guy that follows the, you know, follows the sport way closer than most Yankee fans. Did you see this coming out of anyone? This Edwin Encarnacion signing, signing. <laughs> Edwin Encarnacion trade coming out of, like it came out of nowhere.
1: It it, it, literally, it literally was the biggest shock. I mean, you posted the screenshot of the Jeff Passant tweet, and um, I I. I Swear to God, I thought it was it was fake. It was definitely like, you know, some kind of doctored um, manipulated um, Photoshop tweet, like there's no way that's real, it's you know, one of those fake accounts. And then I got the tweet on my phone too, and it was like, Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, I, it, it's an incredible ad to, to our lineup, but I mean, it's the last guy you thought we were gonna get. Everything that we hear is we gotta get a picture, we gotta get a picture. I mean, even if they got a reliever with me. Kind of sense, you know, with the set setback last week. But, like, out of nowhere, Ben, AL home run leader, New York Yankees. What?
0: Yeah, it's – obviously you're going to have people that were mad that – I mean, there's always Yankee fans that are mad at everything, so it's, it's no surprise there. But Because, really, right away you say, well, we what about pitching? Like, well, what about starting pitching? And I think it's pretty clear that this is just the first of – at least one more move. I right? like I'm, I don't want to say several moves because it could just be one additional move. But I mean, this is just the first domino to fall, and to just add a bat like this to the lineup, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. The, the Cashman does it again. He keeps things so quiet. He everything was under wraps, and all of a sudden during the game Saturday, it. it it just drops. The Yankees are up 4 nothing. You're concerned with the game. And then Jeff Passon tweets that Edwin and headed to New York. And I just, it's just ridiculous. Like, we, look, we still have to get Stanton and Judge back. I, I'm not going to believe they're back until they're in pinstripes, it, like hitting home runs for the Yankees, not not the Rail Riders, not the Tarpons, not any affiliate uh, for the Yankees. And, just is just another bat that's that's just incredible but you know as a result you had clint going down and man it, it's tough to see especially with the interview clint had uh it, it was tough to see uh him being the one demoted and not talkman or not maven but hey that's that's the business right he's probably going to be traded soon he's probably might not see him as a yankee again right who knows but Andrew, man, a man, I, I don't know. I, I, I hope not. Like uh, that might be. Maven, Maven,
1: is. He, it's tough to move because if you do anything with him, you lose him outright, probably for nothing. Um, but Clint is still a guy who's young, who has options. Who they traded one of their best relievers a couple of years ago for. Um, I mean, unless you get like a bona fide ace, um, I, I don't, I don't see an acquisition of a 36-year-old DH who's probably going to be gone next year um as a warning sign that Clint's going to be gone um but an interesting note that I, I did want to touch upon because you you, you just mentioned it that you know Cash, when keeps it under wraps it really makes you wonder like, the Yankees were rumored to be in on Manny Machado They you were know, rumored to be in on Dallas Keuchel and nothing happened and clearly we went out and got you know a really good hitter and no one heard a peep about it, like it makes you wonder though when you hear these rumors that the Yankees are involved, the Yankees are interested. It, it almost seems like either the, the beat writers are getting paid to push that propaganda, or other teams are using it as leverage, or, or I should say, yeah, I mean, it would just be the agent using the Yankees as leverage to get the other team's asking price up. Like, I don't know, man. Like, Cashman, this is how Cashman works. You know, he doesn't. He gets the name, the nickname, Ninja Cashman for a reason. Not because every move he makes is you know, the best move ever, and he's a genius, but it's because he makes these, you know, sly moves that come out of left field that no one sees coming, and before you realize it, he make a huge upgrade before anyone else in the league can react.
0: Uh, You just really can't – because, like, the stat they kept showing with Encarnacion was uh, he had the most home runs, you know, in the 2010s. Like, you know, I think he just – he recently just hit his 400th home run and just uh, I, I can't, I can't get over how it just came out of nowhere. It, it came out of absolutely nowhere. It, it was so unexpected, and uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't get over. I really couldn't get over because when it happened, I was you know I was elated. I was so happy, and I saw mo- not just one person right. Because sometimes you'll see one tweet and you'll let it ruin. You know, you'll let it just like, oh I saw you know this person said this, so th- you know. It's like, look, one person could tweet anything, and it doesn't matter. But I saw multiple people kind of upset. You know, it kind of feel like, oh, can he pitch? Like, why? This isn't a pitcher. What, what are we doing? Why why do we need him? And look, man, in, in any sport, when you get a guy like this, you figure it out later, right? It's like, look, we mm-hmm. had Encarnacion. The guy leads the AL in home runs. The guy has hit 30-plus home runs, like, every season since, like, I think, like, oh 8 you figure it out later. There'll always be spots for guys like that. Like he's, you know, like Boone said, he's our DH. Clint's going down. Mabin will be down. Once we'll Judge back, Talkman will be down. It's things figure itself out. The guy has a spot in the slot. He has a spot in any lineup. And the Yankees adding him was just a phenomenal move, especially Andrew. Who who they give up? Like, who would they give up? Was it a top prospect? Was it was it a player on the roster? No, it was a pitcher in single A ball who we originally got, but wasn't from the Mariners, I believe. We- it was he- from the
1: Mariners. That's, that's the yeah. crazy team at this trade because the player the Yankees uh, traded to Seattle, one then, uh, was originally acquired from Seattle in the first place when we traded Nick Rumbelow in, what, like 2016? And Rumble got DFA'd last week anyway. So like, this is you know just uh, along the lines of, of the stuff Cashman does. He took a middle reliever three, four years ago, dealt him away, got a prospect back, used that same prospect. And sent him back to his original team for a a legitimate monster power threat. And the best part is, too, is that the managers are kicking in cash to pay his salary on top of it. And you know what else is paying some of Encarnacion's salary? The the rival Tampa Tampa Bay Bay Rays. Tampa Bay Rays, yep. Because when Encarnacion went from um, Cleveland to Seattle, technically, I think it was originally um, billed that he got traded to Tampa, and then it ended up being a a three team trade, and then he was in Seattle instead of Tampa. But as part of the three team deal, that's when. um, when like Malik Smith went back to Seattle too, I think that's how the Rays got Tommy Pham, right? Maybe, mm-hmm. or he maybe maybe not Pham. Pham was I think there last year. Um, but I I know they got someone in that deal, and um and they kicked in some cash for the the player or prospect they got back in it. Um, you know we, those weird three team trades that always that the pot always gets involved in. Like, so the Yankees they that they're paying like three or four million dollars for Encarnacion the rest of the season, and the guy could go out and hit twenty home runs first or more the rest of the year. Like that's yeah. nuts.
0: And I believe he has a team option for 2020, right? Uh, for $20 million, which seems yeah. like a
1: lot, but I mean if he's out of his mind good, maybe mm-hmm. they consider it. Um but there's a $5 million buyout on it. So I mean, if they just want to cut ties after this year, $5 million is an easy pill
0: to swallow. Man, uh man, it's it's just great to have uh, add a guy like that. I I can't. I, the smile on my face was just so big, so bright when I heard that we were getting Edwin, Ethan, in and Incarnacion. But let's talk about what this means. Like you know, if, you know, if few obviously Clint gets sent down, people were surprised it was Clint, not Talkman, which really doesn't make a difference because if Stanton's coming back Tuesday, then, you know one of them, you know, but they're both going to be, you know, uh, sent down. It's just matter mm-hmm. who, but. You know, with Clint going down to AAA now, what what do you think? That, obviously, we you know we talk about how Cashman likes to keep things under wraps, but what do you think the next move is? Like, what you know? Obviously, the trade deadline isn't to, you know over a month. We still have five six weeks of uh, possible trades and beyond that. But what do you think the next move is going to be, Andrew? What what do you think Clint is going to be? You know, centered around. Obviously, there's a lot of guys out there. Uh, the the Scherzer, the Mad Bums, are the popular names, but what could be an under-the-radar move you could see Cashman making?
1: Uh, man, I don't I, man. I still believe, uh, and until I'm proven wrong, that Clint ultimately doesn't get traded. Um, I think for what they gave up for him and the potential they see in him, he's worth keeping around, especially because of his age uh, and his team control, uh, and you never know how the outfielders are going to shake out. I mean, Gardner won't be here next year. And Karnassian might not be here next year. Mabin won't be here next year. I like think they're going to have, they may have a spot for Clint next year. Um, so, unless you can get a guy like Scherzer and have Washington eat a lot of his deferred money, I don't know if he gets traded. Um, but I mean, you know, you hear the names like like Marcus Stroman we may be able to go out and get. Who's
0: um, having, really having a really good and, year? Yeah, like you he heard earlier today.
1: Down
0: What's up? He's cool. I said Stroman's cooled down a bit, but he's still having a really good year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean he's, he's from Long Island, so you, you get him to pick him <laughs> for his, his hometown team. I mean, I mean that's a little, little shot in the arm. Um, you heard guys like um, Zach Wheeler might be available, which I don't love. But, I mean, he throws really hard, and maybe they can find a way to make it work. Kind of like how the Astros got um, Garrett Cole um, you know, with up uptick velocity. I'm not, not that he's going to be as good. But, you know, like, you, you never know what's going on there. But, but I, I do want to know, like, as many fans as freaked out last night, like, oh, we have – no pitching. We went out and got another hitter. It's like, dude, it's June 15th. The trade deadline is 45 days away. There's plenty of time for catch. Catch mm-hmm. really goes out and gets a pitcher every year. You go back we got sunny grade two years ago. We got a half last year. Um, like, if you're in a race and you need to get an arm, he's going to get it done. And like, if we don't, you know, get the guy to pitch for us in June, that doesn't help us. I mean, if having the guy a couple weeks earlier, doesn't help us in October. As long as you have the guy, on your roster, come playoff time, that's all that matters.
0: And another thing in June is, you know, you have to let the bad teams get bad. You know, mm-hmm. like mid-June, maybe you have a team that's a few games below 500 that has a, you know, a, a big arm. that they say, oh, no, you know, we're still kind of in it. Like, it's too early. But maybe in, you know, the third week of July when they're 12 games below 500 and 13 games out of a playoff spot, that's when they'll be more willing to make a deal because they realize that they're shit out of luck for this year.
1: Yeah, and yeah. it's important to note that, MLB, that hmm. I mean you gotta remember MLB got rid of August waiver trades this year too. Like yeah. June July thirty first is the trade deadline. If you don't go out and acquire a guy by that date, it's not moving. Um, I mean, unless a guy gets like DFA'd and signed later, right? Or or whatever. But like there's no waiver trades. Like well, I think like when the Astros got Burlander two years ago, that wouldn't have happened. That was he was acquired on August thirtieth, August thirty first, like it's not, not going to happen this year, so I, I think that's going to push urgency towards the July thirty first trade deadline. There may be a lot of names that we haven't even heard of yet who will become available because that's the deadline. That's it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see. Like, really, like I said, heartbreaking seeing Clint, you know, saying, "Hey, I feel like I contributed to this team this year. I feel like I've, you know, done a lot of good things." But that's the business, right? Play mm-hmm. and. Yeah, we'll see. Hope, you know, Edwin should be playing Monday against Tampa. Stanton Tuesday. Man, it's it's about to get real, real scary, real scary. Um, Andrew, let's review the week of baseball. Uh, Yankees played six games this week. They were supposed to play seven, but as it seems like every week, rain got in the way. And uh,
1: they were supposed to play six games this week, and they played six games. And they
0: were supposed to- <laughs> Oh, they got Monday, they got rained out against the Mets,
1: and they made it up as a doubleheader on Tuesday.
0: Luigi, oh, no. high
1: as hell. Oh my god, <laughs> this is it. Luigi hits the bomb.
0: <laughs> I thought it was supposed to be a uh, three game set. Yeah, no, no, no. okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> anyway, I was still not used to the whole two game subway set, but any- anyways, there was still a rain out this week, which is the point I was making. There seems like there's a rain out every week, should get a rain out count. Um yeah, it was a double header against the Mets and first game went well, right? Uh the bats were yeah. ripped. <laughs> it seemed like everyone got hit this game. Uh you know, the Mets, not a good game for Zach Wheeler. Speaking of the devil, right? Uh gave up like a hundred runs. That only five nice. only five earned, but overall give up nine runs on ten hits. Uh this is like one of the first games he didn't go at least six or seven innings because he was that bad. The Mets fully planned on going. Like, I, I feel like the Mets were almost committed to him going seven innings. But once that night. And you know what? He, he
1: probably would have, too. Fraser yeah, makes that yeah. error that would have ended the inning. And I mean, I, I, I added like an extra, what, 15, 20 pitches to that inning for him. He would have got an extra inning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the, like I said, the Yankees bats were just. Absolutely ripping. Sanchez goes deep. Gio goes deep. Voigt goes deep. Um, Tanaka was a little bit shaky, but overall he gets the win. Six and two-thirds, seven hits, five runs, four earned, seven strikeouts. Kane, lean in on the bullpen. Yanks win 12-5. The second game, um, you know, just – just bad. It seems like every time the Yankees are on ESPN this year, they just lose. I, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just they don't play well on ESPN. Whether it's Sunday night, Wednesday night, Tuesday night, it doesn't matter. Uh, Paxton was the pitcher this game, and worst start of the year for Paxton. It m- might have been probably. Uh, you know, still, I know he pitched decent today. Uh, today on Sunday, but man, he didn't look one hundred percent this game. Uh, two two thirds, seven hits, six runs. He he was out of there quick. Mets won this game ten to four. It really wasn't much of a game. Kind of kind of saw the writing on the wall the whole game. Um, yeah, Yankees split the doubleheader uh, against the the lowly the average. I, they're, the Mets, like I always say about the Mets, they're not like bad. They're just average as hell. They're they're so just there. Yeah, they're they're always like floating around 500. They don't know if they're gonna be buyers or sellers. The deadline, classic Mets. But yeah, this game, Jason Vargas pitched well. This game, Uh, Pete Alonso hit a fucking bomb. This game, he's pretty good. And yeah, Yanks split the Subway Series. Hopefully, they'll get the better of them early in July when they go to uh, City Field. Um, Andrew, thoughts of this doubleheader? Love doubleheaders, right? It's like their eighth doubleheader of the year. You
1: know what? Actually, I, I don't. I don't hate it if you have the day off before yeah. and the day off after. Like you got to use all your bullpen guys, especially like that one game—the um, the doubleheader against Baltimore last month, where they had to use some guys in both games. Like if you have a day off before and day off after, it kind of works out. Um, I enjoyed the doubleheader. I don't love that. Pack went out and got slaughtered in the nightcap. Um, Definitely did. Yeah, I mean they, they got down early in the um, the first game. Who was it? Um, was it, was it J.D. Davis who hit the home run, or was it um, Jeff McNeil, maybe? The Yankees were down like 4-1 early. Um, mm-hmm. It might have been McNeil. And then and then they, they, they rallied back. I mean, they started ripping the ball off Wheeler, which was nice. Um, oh, man. I don't know, man. As happy as I was about that first game, and they put up about like, 12 runs. It just it left a sour taste in your mouth. Um, yeah. Paxton just getting blown to bits. In the second game. But um I don't know, we'll get to it later on, but I it, he, he was able to write the ship uh Sunday afternoon.
0: Yeah, um fuck the Mets. Uh let's go to the next series. Um it, it was a four game set in the Windy City. And man, you know, this one didn't start off great either. Well, technically it did start off well because you know the Yanks were up four nothing Thursday night. Uh god damn it. You know, just like I feel like we've said this like so many times the last few weeks, right? Like the Yanks were up three or four nothing, but it, it not for long. Uh, Hap was Hap was the pitch of this game. He gives up four runs in the fifth after giving being given a four run lead off of a Gardner two run homer along with a Fraser RBI single and a Didi. Or no, actually Didi was up when Nova threw that wild pitch. That I'm remembering now, but yeah, it's four nothing Yanks and. Anderson hits a three-run shot, ties it up. Um, Adavino comes in <sighs> after uh, Canley does his does his good some solid work, and you know, solo home run to Garcia, seventh inning, and that was it. That was that was all she wrote. White Sox win five four. Yanks lose two in a row. Bummer. Uh, good old a bum. <laughs> Save for the White Sox, the first save of the year, and yeah, um,
1: that was probably one of their worst losses of the year, up yeah. there with the um the game in Toronto that they blew. Um, it was ugly, man.
0: And like I, I still give the offense a pass. Like you know, when they score four runs and then they don't score the rest of the game, like I get that. You know, it's not ideal just to go like five innings without scoring a run at whatever point in the game, but. Man, like you give your your starting pitcher a four run cushion, like, and they, it's not even like they gave it up in like the eighth or nothing. They gave it up in the fucking seventh inning. Like you, you can't even hold a four run lead for like a few innings. Like, come on, let's
1: right. You know. And it was half, it was half, but It wasn't even like yeah. He got stressed too far. It was what it was the fifth inning? They, they tied it up. So I mean, like he should be able to go five innings, <laughs> especially because yeah. he was dealing early too. Mm-hmm. You know what was the the most annoying part about that game? Um, or I should say, just you know, it was specifically the interview with Ottavino afterwards. Um, cuz you remember Larry Garcia hit the the eventual game-winning home run? It was like a 12-pitch at bat or something like that, and Ottavino just couldn't put it away. I think he had him 0-2 or 1-2, and just the at bat lingered so damn long. And they asked him afterwards, like you know, what, what was going on there? Like you know, was he a tough at bat? Like did you give him credit for tough, a lot of pitches? He's like, yeah. Uh, and then it got. You know the the bat lingered on so long. I didn't want to um, I didn't want to walk him, so I kind of just laid one over. Like, dude, are you kidding me? Like that that made, that made me so mad. Like, yeah, we up walks suck, but like the alternative is just I mean, throw a cookie right down the middle, like it's blessed to space. Like, I mean
0: Abino really? is not afraid to walk people. He has like fucking 20 walks and 31 innings this year, You know, he's yeah. walked quite a few guys. So I don't know, man. I'm not going to get mad at Adovina, though, for allowing his solo home run. I'm going to get mad at Hap for allowing four runs in the fifth inning. Classic Hap. He's been – man, like uh, like, I hate to keep harping on Hap, but, man, like when we signed him in the offseason, you know, like I never had confidence that he was going to have a good year, and he's just been so, like, so damn bland this year. You know, every time – Every time he has like a decent start, you think he's gonna like you know follow up. He just never does. He's always, I don't know, man. He, he's just been been not good this year. Um, on a Friday's game, uh, spoiler alert: this was not much better. It, it, in fact, it was a lot worse. Uh, CC on the mound against a man I once called Lucas Gel- uh, Gelato, uh, oh, Gelato. <laughs> Lucas Gelato, Lucas Gelato, who. That's a damn good chance of starting the All-Star game for the AL at this point. I mean, he's been that good. And spoiler alert, he was that good again. Uh Boyd went deep off him in the first inning. Solo shot, you know. Uh, things were looking good. And man, you know, CC just just he looked shot, man. He he was five rounds in this game, four and two thirds. White Sox went ten to two. It was a bloodbath. Um Yeah, and so
1: man, you, you said it right, like he looked four. shot hmm
0: yeah yeah uh, it's it, it was bad uh, this was not a good game is this was this was a game you just kind of you know like the sixth inning once sessa came in start like get let up four rounds you kind of just turn the game off You're like all right mm-hmm. it, this one's over not much to talk about this one other than Jimenez is a yankee killer uh, that's all i got the guy's really damn good um very afraid of that guy uh, Saturday's game. Uh, Yankees, you know, going to this game, they lost three straight games and hot take. The Yankees opener is, is their best starting pitcher because <laughs> Chad Green is the opener for this one. He gets six outs in this one, all by strikeout. Uh, he he was an all swing strikeouts too. He was like t- sitting at like ninety-six, ninety-seven with the fastball. Slider looked nasty. He, he was great. Um, Nestor Cortez comes in after him. Nestor Cortez goes and gives us five innings. He gives up a couple runs at the end, but overall seven strikeouts. Um, he gets well, a
1: well, look, 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 let, let's, let's give credit where credit's due. Cortez got tagged with two earned runs but they're 100% on Jonathan
0: Holder. Yeah, <laughs> no, like I look like, absolutely, but you know I'm just I'm just saying like he for I'm pretty sure those first four innings, he, you know, he was you know shut out. He was just coming in and just mowing. First them. five innings
1: were
0: shut out. Yeah. yeah. And you know, of course, when any time Holder is involved in, in a good pitching performance, he's just going to piss all over it. Uh, that's what Jonathan Jesus. Holder does. Um, you know, he comes in and gives a couple of runs. He got a little interesting at the end, like we said, but Chapman came in, which was a good move because it seems like recently Chapman just hasn't been getting any work because every game is either a, a blowout one way or the other. So Chapman comes in in a four run game, you know, pitches it in and gives up a hit, gets a strikeout, and the Yankees win 8 to 4. Um, this was a game Glaber went deep. Cameron, Hammer and Cameron goes deep. Uh, Sanchez has a few RBIs. Good game for the Yankees. It, it was a good game. They end a three game skid. Um. yeah, Uh. Chad Green, best reliever on the Yankees, question mark? No, but honestly, good, good shit by Nestor Cortez. Like, at mm-hmm. any time you, you have an opener, like, you need that one guy. Because, look, like, even with the Rays, like, you call it an opener, but, like, at the end of the day, it's like they usually have one guy that's going five, six innings. You
1: yeah, know? it's the You're bulk that guy there. that they've turned like, in.
0: Yeah, the, even if it's, like, five different bullpen guys pitching, like, one of those guys is probably going to go, like, they're going to want them to give him, like, five innings, you know. And that's really mm-hmm. that guy on Saturday night. He did a great job. Um, Andrew, anything about this Saturday game, first Yankees win since uh, early Tuesday? Well, I mean, th-
1: that that's the thing, that they, they really needed to win. And I remember it was – didn't they put the runs on the board, like, within – Minutes of the news breaking that they had gotten in Coronacion. So, I like, think
0: it, I think it was like right because I remember, like, it was right. I saw like the tweet almost right away, and I remember it being four nothing. Mm-hmm. I think they were up to plate. So, I think they had like just scored the four runs. And that's why I was yeah. like, oh, you know, you're just look, you know, you're very like your complete focus as a Yankee fan at that point. If you're watching the game, was oh, the fact they just scored four runs, like, wow, like, you know. Uh, then all of a sudden, yeah. And double, then a Glaber two-run homer. Then, like, a minute later, it, Edwin Encarnacion. It was, it was very satisfying, very fitting. Um, mm-hmm. Also, Cameron may have been hitting a home run later in this game. Very fitting. Uh, like we said, he probably won't be on the team for much longer. But, like yeah, like Andrew, like you said, he really enjoyed Cameron, really liked Cameron. He's I hope he finds another home very quickly. But, yeah. On a Sunday's game, uh Yankees looking for the split. And, you know, James Paxton down the hill looking for a redemption. Didn't look good early because he gives up the home run to Abreu, right, in the first inning. But other than that, he was pretty damn good. He gives us six innings, only two runs, seven strikeouts. Um, the Yankees' offense was once again – I mean, look – this is the White Sox have some good bats in that lineup, some really good bats, but they're pitching. I mean, that that pitcher they, they put on the mound today was so damn bad. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. he was really bad. Uh, he looked good, looked good in the first couple innings, but man, that third inning, it kind of just all unraveled for him. Uh, yeah, once the
1: lineup turned over the second time, like they yeah. were on
0: him. Yeah, they probably all went back to the dugout like, you know, y'all like, oh, have a hell. This guy of this out. Oh uh, yeah, Gardner gets the first big hit of the day at the base load, a two-run single. Then Gio gets an RBI single. Romi, you're my homie, two-run single to make it uh five to one. Roman got another RBI double in the fifth to make it seven to one. And you know, maybe another homer just for good measure. Back-to-back days of a home run. Uh, Gardner had four RBIs in this one. It was good. Ottavino, Hale to Britain at the bullpen. Hale did get up a run. But at the end of the day, Yankees went 10-3, went back-to-back games, split the series, go 3-3 three and three on the week. And, you know, go- going 3-3 three and three on the week isn't ideal when you face the Mets and the White Sox, but at this point I'll take it. Right? like it's mm-hmm. they've, they've been going through a little bit of a rough patch. I'll, I'll, I'll take three and three for the week. Fuck it. Um, Andrew, let's just get right into it. Who was your player of the week?
1: Uh, I had originally thought I was going to go with, with Maven again uh, on the backs of um, the two home runs. Um, kind of considered Clint, too. Um, but I ultimately, I'm going to go with, with Gleyber Torres. Um, played in five of the six games and got hits in four of the five games. The one game he didn't was the Sunday game, and he walked three times. I mean, Glaber's gotten his average up to, I believe it's like two eighty five, two eighty six. Um, he he's very steady. Year. He's a very steady hitter in the middle of the lineup right now.
0: He's having such a good year, man. He really. It's mm-hmm. just crazy to think that. He's probably going to be our nine hitter. When if we're completely healthy with Incarnacion Stan, yeah. uh, he's probably going to be the nine hitter. And that's what's crazy because this dude's on pace to hit like over thirty home runs.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can't play Baltimore forty five times a year. But
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it's look that like we've like obviously like it's true. Like a lot most of those home runs are against the York, the Baltimore Cookies, as Andrew said. <laughs> uh, but you know he's. He's really – like, Gleyber is really damn good, man. And, hey, when when you have a bad team in your division like that and you take advantage of them, you know, fair play. That's, that's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, my player of the week is going to be our co-host, G's favorite player, Brett Gardner. Uh, Gardner had seven hits on the week. Two dingers. I think he had eight RBIs. He's played really well. Uh, nice bounce-back week for Gardner, obviously. Not too long ago he was going through that over for 26 slide. Probably right like once Judge and Stanton, and all these guys come back, he's obviously not gonna be playing as much, which is expected, but Guardi had a really big week. He got things going today on Sunday at four RBIs. Um yeah, Guardi is my player of the week. And I think it's probably the first time any of us have given Guardi a player of the week all year. <laughs> so uh, good on Guardi. Uh Batting average still don't look great, but like we keep saying, man, I mean, he's he's a replacement guy at this point, and he has 11 home runs for us. He's gotten a lot of big hits, uh,
1: and he's going to be on the bench. He's going to yeah. be a good role player off the bench exactly. in a couple in a week or so.
0: Guardy off the bench. I think that's kind of what we anticipated all year. You know, Just thinking to ourselves, all right, Guardy off the bench, a guy that could run, a guy that could, you know, play some solid outfield for it, a guy that could put one out every once in a while. That's a great guy to have off the bench.
1: Yeah, and if he starts day, two or three times a week and he contributes, fine. But like when he's out there hitting 230 playing every single day, that's kind of yeah. where you have a problem.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like you, you understand people at that point, like, you know, getting mad saying, oh, like, you know, screw guard. You don't want this guy to retire. Like, yeah, look, I understand. I don't want him. I don't want to see him out five, six times a week either. You know, like, trust me, I love mm-hmm. guard, but yeah, it's just not who he is at this point in his career. Um, well, it's – you know, we went positive. Let's go negative. Andrew, what – out of all the things that piss you off, what, what one thing really pissed you off this week with the Yankees baseball?
1: It's got to be the blown leads, man. Um, specifically that game on – what was it? Thursday night. Um, and, I mean, in te- technically Friday they were up one nothing, and then um, the wheels came off on CC. But, like, when you go a big – uh, like they, they weren't four nothing um, and hap was rolling on Thursday. That's a good way to start that series. You know, you get an early lead, you kind of coast to um, an easy win to start a four game set, and then everything just just imploded on them at that point. Man, like those games drive me up a wall. Like, I, I almost like took my TV remote and threw it across the room when uh, when when Larry Garcia hit that Larry Garcia hit the home run to put the White Sox up. Like that. that's a game I had no business losing. And and that you know they hadn't been playing great to begin with, so it was just like like a punch in the dick.
0: Yeah, that <laughs> really, no, that was such a bad way to start the series. Uh, anytime you're four nothing against the Chicago White Sox and you don't get a win, eh, never idea. Um, what pissed me off this week was, you know, I love them. But CeCe, man, watching him pitch uh, that on Friday night, that, w- that was really infuriating. Because, look, I'm, I'm not going to be one of these people that complain, like, oh, screw man. we need a pitching. Whoa, what the hell? Like, I, I trust that we're going to get a good starting pitcher by, by the deadline. I, I, I'm i not worried about that. But, man, just seeing CeCe go out there and look so bad. He had nothing. Just uh, nothing. Like, look, he – I think the league, after a few years of him doing this whole like, you know, uh, soft contact and like hitting the corners, not throwing hard. I think the league's starting to catch up to it. Like, mm-hmm. they start to say, yeah, just let let all his shit go and let this dude throw you an eighty-eight mile per hour fastball in the zone and just mash it. Like I, I think teams are starting to sit on his stuff a little bit more. You know, you can kind of tell, especially a team like the White Sox, like we said, has a lot of, a lot of hungry hitters, right? A lot of aggressive hitters. Was not a good, you know, like I was, like you almost say uh, in, you know, combat sports styles make fights. That was a bad style matchup for CC Friday night, really bad, and really any any good team at this point is going to be a bad matchup for him. You know, it's it, it's tough to watch, you know, because we know this is last year, but can't continue being in the rotation, you know, pitching like this. He he just had nothing Friday night. That uh, that's really pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Like, you think, like, man. <laughs> Once Sevi comes back, like maybe, maybe, like I, I, can't, I just can't see CC. I'm trying to imagine. I just can't see CC coming out of the bullpen, like at all.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like we we said on this podcast um, that you know, in, in a perfect world, he doesn't even start for us in in, in the playoffs. But like. I mean, do you take him out of the rotation in the regular season too? Like how do you? Like how does that work? Yeah. Do you do uh, what they do with Arod and kind of just like put him at the pasture and force him into retirement early? Like he can hang with the team in the totally dugout crazy. for his presence rest year, but like he's like done. But now you have another starting pitcher you gotta replace and we're already beat up in the rotation as it is. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, it's
0: a it's a sticky situation. Um uh, mm-hmm. Anything else on this past week of baseball before we get into uh, some injury news and notes?
1: Nah, I think we covered everything. Really.
0: All right. Well, Andrew, John Carlos Stanton, Tuesday should be back. Thoughts? <laughs>
1: you, you don't get former MVPs falling off trees like that. Um, he's played what three games for us this year, but he's hit a ton of bombs in. In, in his rehab assignment, um, I mean, that, that's going to be such a welcome sight from the Mike Talkmans and Brett Gardner playing every day to, oh, yeah, you know, the 2017 National League MVP, whatever, MVD.
0: Yeah, um, Andrew, should we trade him though? Should we trade dude,
1: dude? He strikes out, he strikes out a couple times, like I said, he struck out that one time against Boston. Plus, he, he's literally the worst Yankee and the, the worst trade cash I ever made.
0: Months on Twitter and just Yankee fit a lot of Yankee fans in general just hating Stanton, thinking he sucks is just the funniest thing to me. Damn! Oh my god. Like the dude had one year where I know he had some terrible moments, some five strikeout games, some some bad shit happened. But you look at the big picture, you just go on his baseball reference and look at those numbers.
1: He I mean, played hurt half the year and still yeah, hit thirty eight home runs.
0: And, you know, like, I, I, it's so upsetting because, obviously, before injuries just bombarded this team, you know, we're talking about the end of the year. Like, I thought Stan was going to have a big year. And, look, who knows? He, he could still a, might. Exactly. It's, he still has, what, all, like, half of June, all of July, all of August, all of September. He can still end up with 25, 30 home runs. I mean, the guy's a freak, right? Like, the guy had freaking what? Like, how many home runs do you have that month of August when you're, like, 18? Like he, he 17, could, 18, yeah, yeah. He could hit 20, 30 home runs in no time. So, you know, we'll see. And we'll know, obviously – if Stan goes into the postseason, you see, you know, let's say he has, like, 27 home runs or something, you'll know that, like, how many games he played. It's, you know, it's not just like, oh, you know, he had an off year. Like, no, it's, oh, 80 games, 28 home runs. Like, wow, that's, that's decent. <laughs> and we know he's capable of it. Because, you know, Judge, I think Judge, I believe, played 20 games. And I think he had, like, six home runs. So, Judge, you know. Played some more games this year. He'd actually kind of gotten to a little bit more of a rhythm, Stan. Like, Stan, you can't get to a rhythm playing three regular season games. You know? For all intents and purposes,
1: he hasn't played at all this year.
0: Exactly. It's like, might as well not even play this year. Um, yeah, so Judge probably going to be a bit lost. I, I think we could expect to see Judge after this uh, week of baseball against the Rays and the Astros. Um, first of all, that's, you know, for Stan, and look, I'm just going to say this now. Let's not get mad at Stanton.
1: When he if, strikes that his first to bat. <laughs> doesn't
0: have the best week this week. Like, look, we're playing the Rays and the Astros. Probably, like, what, two of the best rotations and all – two of the best pitching staffs in all of baseball. hmm Like, hey, uh, if Stanton isn't mashing every ball, maybe it's because the pitchers he's facing are really damn good.
1: And, and, and here's the alternative, like – Stan getting up there striking out, or Mike Talkman getting up there and striking <laughs> out. Swinging through 93 mile per hour fastballs right down the middle. Is that what you want? <laughs> like,
0: No, it just, it just, mar- I'm just marveled by Yankee fans. Like, anytime, uh, like, you know, especially hitting, anytime like a Yankees team is getting shut out or like, you know, it's like a 2-0, it's always, oh, these guys suck. Like, well, they, like why can't they hit? It's like maybe the, the pitcher on the mound or the pitchers on the mound are really damn good and mm-hmm. are point tonight it happens sometimes especially you know it seems like the astros and rays so yeah it's just something to watch out for uh yankee twitter will be up in arms once dan swings and misses at a pitch um andrew
1: you know you're gonna see the oh he didn't he didn't tear his bicep on that swing Ooh, those condescending dick tweets
0: yep <laughs> wonderful place twitter is uh God. open trust list uh are we ready? Does, does Andrew have Chad Green 1? Uh, Andrew, spoil us. What's well, your boyfriend open trust
1: Um, I'm going to actually keep it exactly in line with what it was um, last week. There's really they, – they didn't have a lot of games where, you know, high leverage situations for the guys to come in anyway. Um, right. And even though a of you know did give up that home run, um, I'm not going to drop him down. Um, so to recap – Last week and in what I had, um, again, tonight it's Chapman one, uh, Britain two. I'm going to keep Chad green at three, which was a bit of a stretch, um, last time, but I mean, he came out firing bullets on Saturday night. So, um, he solidified his spot there. Um, and then Ottavino four came five, but those guys three through five are, are all pretty interchangeable. I mean, that's going to flow so much, um, over the, over the course of the next few weeks. Um. But, I mean, Chapman hasn't really done anything wrong to move off the top spot all year. And, you know, Britton had had one or two rough outings. But he's – I I had no doubt when he comes in that he's going to come in and get the job done.
0: Yeah, my list this week. Still have Chapman at number one. I feel good about that. Ottavino too, even after the solo homer. I I still like Adovino. Because, look, it's going to happen where – a solo, solo home runs happen, right? Like I, I'd rather I'd rather a relief pitcher give up a solo homer than you know two walks or three walks and a base hit, right? It, mm-hmm. So uh, you give up a home run, it happens. Um, yeah. So I have Chapman one, Adavino two, three. It's tough. I want to put Britton, but I'm still gonna go Kainley, Kainley Britton, and then yeah, Swag Green fifth. Absolutely. He's been awesome. He, he's really redeeming himself. Um, yeah, that's my bullpen trust list. Um, shout out to Nestor Cortez. Mm-hmm. Very good out of the bullpen this week. Uh, whatever the opposite of a shout out is, Jonathan Holder. Get, a, get out of here.
1: He was he was on our, our trust list a good number of times so far this year.
0: Oh, and, and right like, now,
1: it's like it's our laughing
0: stock. He's been on that five spot quite a few times. Mm hmm. Um. Yeah. So, like you know, I know has had the setback, but I, I really like I. G has the boldest bullpen trust list uh, precedent that the moment Betances comes back, he's gonna have him like number two. I respect it, but that's yeah. on record. He said that. Yeah, he he said that like that. He has a spot saved for Dellin it too. So, yeah we'll see but let's finish the show previewing the Rays series we, we play the Rays again we're four and two against the Rays this year um as of now i think that no, i think we're first in the al east as of now if i'm not mistaken it's been we've been flip-flopping back and forth like the last few days like we're either up a game a half or up a half a game down a half a game as of now we're up a half a game on tampa in the division um it's good it should be t- right as of now it's two bullpen days for the Rays and then uh Blake Snell on Wednesday, so should be fun. Oh, okay. Should be fun. Um Andrew, how are we feeling? Going going against up against the Rays. We're four and two against them this year. You feel another series win coming or uh not.
1: you know, I mean they haven't been playing the best of baseball the last two weeks, um, but it will be nice to to come home and kind of recalibrate against, you know, arguably their, their toughest stretch of, of the season. Um, two teams that all, almost surely will be, I don't want to say sure because of the Tampa Bay Rays, because you never really know, but like for sure the Astros are, are going to be postseason threats. Um, you know, two teams they may be facing in October. Um, ultimately, I think Tanaka is going to have to come out and really set the tone on, on Monday uh, and, and really, you know, establish um, the road. Team. I mean, we got a great start from, from Paxton on Sunday. It's not going to follow it up and like go out there and you know, really put the Yankees in a good spot, take game one. That, that'll that really change the entire outlook for the whole series.
0: Yeah. I, I just always worry about the Yankees with bullpen days, you know, um, especially, you know, Snell threw that – like, remember he had all those strikeouts uh, when he faced the Yankees the first time this year. Um, him versus Tanaka. But even though Tanaka held his own in that matchup first time. Or actually, it's him versus CeCe. I'm I mis- mistaken. Tanaka pitches Monday. Oh, man. It's it's going to be gonna be a tough week for the Yankees. They have to play the Rays, and they have to play the Astros. So, it's not going to be easy. Not going to be easy week. Uh, but, hey, that's why we got Edwin Cardassio, right? Oh anyway, <laughs> yeah. So uh that's all we got for this this episode of the Bronx Bar about podcast. Um big week coming up, man. Big week coming up. Uh G back Edwin Encarnacion. Oh my god. He makes he makes his debut Monday. G back Tuesday. Uh get ready for the dingers. Is he gonna hit a dinger his first game? That's the question. Um I'm gonna say yes. I was gonna say no, just because the Rays and I respect their pitching, their pitching acumen. You know, they have like they probably still have the best ERA in baseball. But uh-huh. yeah, I, I would it would be awesome if he does, but it's a t- it's a tall task especially against Tampa. But I mean, how do you great. how do you
1: how do you structure the
0: lineup? What is he going to hit seventh? <laughs> I I think he I think he's number five hitter, like. I, I just—it's tough to wrap my mind around it now, but
1: so like before, Stanton and G come back. Uh, Stanton and G Stanton and Judge come back. G. Stanton is G. Um, before before those two guys come back, um, how do you see them shaking out tomorrow? I mean, they're probably going to go the best lineup they can, right? So DJ Hicks, boy yeah,
0: DJ Harry. I'd say DJ Hicks. Void Gary Incarnacion and then
1: I mean D- Clint's gone, so that's a nice bad D- but then maybe Glaber Six. Didi, yeah.
0: Probably you know, then you probably want to go lefty. And then- you forget
1: that like Didi is here because he's he's been activated for like a week, but he's only played in what four games. But like, oh yeah, Didi's in the lineup.
0: <laughs> yep. Um It's just so so crazy to think the fact guys like Didi, Glaber, even possibly LeMay, Hugh, or Hicks, are going to be, you know, hitting seventh, hitting eighth, hitting hitting ninth. It's because, you know, someone's got to hit down there.
1: It's impossibly deep.
0: And yeah, I'm sure those guys don't mind. And I'm sure there's not going to be just one set lineup throughout the year. You know, guys are going to get hot. Guys are going to get cold. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Spoiler alert, more injuries probably will happen, you know? Like, we're not just You dunking. may see Clint
1: Fraser back in a couple weeks.
0: Right. Um, who who knows, who knows what can happen, but it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, if you were mad when you heard this trade, screw you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like Edwin and Cardassio. Like, look, like I said, when you get a guy like this that's this good, you figure out the rest later. You know, you know? like, look, man, we're, we're going to get a start – we're gonna get a starting pitcher by by the trade deadline. If we don't, uh, then Cashman Cashman high as hell. Okay, like what else we gotta say? It's it's gonna happen. Just wait wait and see. Trade deadline still not for another six weeks. Everything's gonna be all right. Team still in first place, and that's gonna be the episode. Uh, Andrew, any final thoughts?
1: Nothing for me, man.
0: Honestly, Andrew. uh, I don't know how you didn't have Jonathan Holder number one on your bullpen trust list. That's all I
1: got. Do, do, do you want to re-record the show? We we, 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 could, we could do bullpen trust list over again.
0: <laughs> oh, man. That's that's another guy who... Like him and Seth... Like, Seth has kind of redeemed himself, but, man, I do not enjoy him and Seth at all.
1: Seth has kind of redeemed himself? He just got blasted on like, Friday.
0: <laughs> I'm saying, like, this year in general, like, he's had oh, some... Yeah. Moments, and, like, he's, you know... I get the, his stock has r- rose a little bit, but it hasn't r- risen enough for me to like him. But enough talking about Louis Sessa and Jonathan Holder. That was the episode, and we'll see you guys next time. Hopefully, the next time we talk to you, Edwin and will have like 30 home runs.